0: You're listening to the Touch Em Up Podcast. I'm your host, Double M, and on today's episode, we're going to be breaking down what the UFC should do post-UFC 249 and filling up all the cards on the past missed events. So without any further ado, let's get this started and step into the ring. All right, guys, how's everybody doing tonight? So like I said, uh, obviously, the last three UFC cards have been postponed due to the coronavirus, so UFC Fight Night London, which was supposed to be this last Saturday, was postponed, which had Tyron Woodley versus Leon Edwards as the main event, then you have UFC Fight Night, uh, well, Brasilia took place, then we had UFC Fight Night London, and then it was, what is it, UFC Fight Night, let's see, let's see. There's one more UFC fight night. Oh, UFC on ESPN 8 um Ngannou versus Rosenstru Rosenstrike which was supposed to be the return of Cody Nola of Garbrandt and then the, obviously the heavyweight main event between Francis Nganu and Jerzinho Rosenstrie and then Aspen Lad versus Juliana Peña, Matt Brown, you know, just so many good fights coming up. And then obviously April 11th was the fight at UFC Portland with Overeem versus Harris, Edmund Shabazi and Derek Brunson, Vicente Luque, Randy Brown, just a bunch of fights that were supposed to happen that ended up getting canceled. So my job, since we don't have fights to break down, let's make fights. Let's make the fights that people want to see. The things that may not be booked currently, but due to the outbreak and the shuffling of these cards, we can mix some names up and uh, give you some really solid cards. So I just think this is a great time to, uh, you know, have a little fun with this podcast and do some breakdowns on stuff that a lot of people aren't going to a lot of people aren't going to think, you know, do some fights that are outside the box, some unranked guys, some fun matchups. These cards are going to be stacked because consider consider this. I mean, UFC used to be what maybe two cards a a a month two, three cards a month at the most, now we're getting around four a month, five a month, every single month, every weekend there's a fight. And if there's not, you know, maybe there's one break in between or two weeks off where we don't have fights and then we're back with the normal schedule. But let's start it off. So the first one I'm going to do is UFC 250. Obviously UFC 249 is still taking place. Dana White said that that is one card he will definitely be Um, keeping. He wants to keep that fight. He canceled all these other events to uh, keep UFC 249 intact and build that up for an undisclosed location. Now, will it happen? I don't know, because if you're going to cancel some of these cards already, how are you going to guarantee us that UFC 249 will happen? Obviously, it's got the main event between Habib Nurmagomedov and Tony Ferguson, the boogeyman for the lightweight championship of the world. You've got the co-main event between the former strawweight champion, Thug Rose Nami Yunus, and uh, Jessica Andraj. You've got Kelvin Cater versus Jeremy Stevens. I believe Zabit Magomed Sharipov was supposed to return at 249. I mean, you've got uh, Uriah Hall versus Jacare Souza. What else is on UFC 249? Islam Mahachev and Alexander Hernandez. I mean, just so many good fights for this card. Uh, Lyman Good, Bilal Muhammad, Atman Izatar, and Kama Worthy. I mean, there, there's so many good fights. So I do hope they keep this card intact, but I don't know. It, it doesn't look like it's going to be you know, 100% intact just because of all the stuff that's going on right now with the coronavirus. And uh, obviously, everybody out there, stay healthy. Wash your hands. If you're sick, stay home and uh, make sure everybody's staying healthy out there. I wanted to get that out for sure. But yeah, let's go into the the cards I want to make. Now, some of these fights are already booked for cards that got canceled, like UFC Portland, you know, UFC on ESPN 8, and I just moved them to a different location. However, some fights that were previously booked are switched up to uh, make some better fights and bigger fights, because I think the UFC is going to be coming back with a bang when all these cards come back. So let's start it off and I'm not going to do breakdowns on every single fight cuz we would be here, you know, forever. I mean, let's just see how many fights I got lined up for you guys here. I got 1 Uh 12 13 14 15 16 17 18, 19 20 21 22 23 24 25 26 27 28 29 30, 30, 30 31, 31 32 34 33, 33, 33, 38 I've got almost 40 fights, 38 in total. So it's UFC 250 It's on May 9th, full card, prelims and main card. UFC Fight Night San Diego on May 16th, prelims and main card. UFC 251 from Perth, Australia, main card and prelims. And then UFC 252 on International Fight Week, full lineup, main card and prelims as well. So let's start it off. UFC 250. We're going to go prelims all the way to main card. So to start it off in the prelims, uh, these some of these fights are already on the card and then I added some that weren't on the card. So first off in the heavyweight division, Blagoy Ivanov versus Augusto Sakai or Augusto Saki. This fight's already booked for the prelim or for the card in Brazil in Rio de Janeiro. It's already booked. Um I just put it on there. I figured it's probably going to stay on the card. Um, up next in the women's strawweight division, a fight that is not booked, but it's two of the top contenders in that division. You have Claudia Gadelia versus the undefeated Tatiana Suarez. I think that Tatiana Suarez versus Claudia Gadelia is a great fight for the strawweight division. Um, it can give you your next top contender. If Tatiana Suarez is able to dominate Claudia Gadelia. I do believe she does have a chance to dominate her, but you saw that she had some trouble going up against Nina Ansaroff, who has looked very, very good since, uh, you know, beefing up her training with Amanda Nunes, an American top team. Um, up next in the light heavyweight division, we have Mauricio Shogunhua versus uh, Little Nog, and Antonio Rogerio Noguera. This is a fight I believe has happened already. If not, you know, it, it's two classic guys, two guys most likely past their prime. Obviously, you know, I don't think that's much of a a debate. But it's a good fight nonetheless, and uh, I just figured we'd keep it on the card. And then a fight that's on the main card, but we're going to keep it on the prelims. We're going to move it down because we're adding more fights to this card on the main card. It's a heavyweight fight between the former Force and UFC heavyweight champion Fabricio Verdum. I believe he was the Force heavyweight champion, or maybe not. Maybe he was like a number one contender. I know he beat Fedor, and then uh, did he lose to Josh Barnett? That might have been what happened in Strike Force uh, versus Alexi Olenik. This fight's already booked, you know, so I just figured we'd keep it on the card. Now let's move to the main card of UFC 250. Obviously, we already know the main event and the co main event, but let's start it off. So the first fight on the main card in the Bantamweight division is a fight between top ranked Bantamweights. Well, not top ranked, but, you know, Marlon Chito Vera versus Eddie Wineland. Uh, the last time we saw Eddie Wineland was at UFC 238. He had a big win over a guy who wasn't ranked, I believe, but he finished him in the first round. I'm pretty sure it was the first round. I was there live, you know, looked really good in his performance. And uh, Marlon Vera, this fight was supposed to happen at UFC 248, I think, or 247, and it got got moved. Or you know what? No, so he was supposed to fight Jimmy Rivera, I'm pretty sure, and then that fight ended up falling through, and they went with Eddie Wineland to fill in for, I believe it was going to be UFC... Was it two? Was it UFC Portland? Let's see. Let's see real quick because I know he's, he has a card or he had a fight lined up and then it didn't happen. Was it on the London card? Um, hold on. Let's see, guys. So it wasn't the London card. Maybe it was ESPN. I don't think so, though. Okay, no not there I, cuz I know this fight was booked already I just added it. Yeah. Okay, so it was UFC on ESPN 8 uh on which was supposed to be this upcoming Saturday on March 28th and it was on the prelims. Marlon Chito Vera versus Eddie Wineland in the bantamweight division. Um just keep that fight move it up to the pay-per-view and uh keep it going. I think that's a good fight to uh start off the main card and Marlon Chito Vera is a bad boy in that division. He's very good, very dangerous, uh 15 and 5 overall with one draw. So, I think that's a good fight. Up next on the main card is a welterweight fight which was supposed to take place at UFC Fight Night Portland and that is uh Vicente, the Silent Assassin Vicente Luque versus Randy Brown. This fight was already booked for April 11th uh with uh, on the card with, you know, Edmund Shabazian versus Derek Brunson and then Walt Harris versus Alistair Overeem. So you keep this fight on the car. You keep, you put this fight on UFC Brasilia, obviously, uh, Vicente Luque, I think would get a big reaction there. So I think that's a great idea. Get a uh, Vicente Luque versus Randy Brown. Move that to the main card up next in the bantamweight division, a fight that was supposed to take place at UFC on ESPN eight on March 28th. That is the bantamweight fight between Cody, no love Garbrandt and Rafaela Sunsau I think that this is a great way, great place to bring Cody back. I mean, obviously he's got, he had to pull out of his fight due to some kidney issues. So I hope everything's going well with him and he's able to recover and get back to training. And then he can make it for the May 9th card as long as everything, you know, still goes to plan. And obviously, guys, I just want to say these cards, this is not like a finalized lineup. I don't want you to think, oh my God, all these fights are happening at UFC 250 and 251 and 252. No, these are just fights I think make sense between top contenders. They're probably going to load the cards up because of the fact that we're going to miss three cards in a row, three weekends in a row, no fights. So I just figured let's do this anyway. So yeah, Bantamweight division, Cody Nola of Garbrandt versus Rafael Sunsau. I think that's a fantastic fight to make. Up next in the co-main event, obviously, we've got the Women's Featherweight Championship, Amanda Nunes defending against Felicia Spencer. And then in the main event, the Bantamweight Championship fight between Triple C, well, formerly Triple C, Henry Cringe Sahudo, defending against Jose Aldo Jr., the former featherweight king and the king of Rio. So that's it for my UFC 250 card on May 9th. I'll go through it again. So the prelims. First off in the heavyweight division, Blagoy Ivanov versus Augusto Sakai. Uh, women's strawweight division, Claudia Gadelia versus Tatiana Suarez. Light heavyweight, Mauricio Shogunhua versus Antonio Rogerio Noguera. And the heavyweight division, Fabricio Verdum versus Alexi Olinik. And then for the main card of the pay-per-view, we beef it up a little bit. For the bantamweight division, we have a ta- very dangerous prospect in that division, Marlon Chito Vera versus Eddie Wineland. You've got a welterweight fight between Vicente Luque and Randy Brown. And then you've got a bantamweight fight between Cody Love Garbrandt, and Rafael Asuncao. And then the two title fights. I think that's a perfect card for UFC 250. It builds up, beefs up that main card a little bit more with that Garbrandt and Asuncao fight and Vicente Luque versus Randy Brown. I think the top three fights on that card, I mean, I know I got five fights on the main card. Usually main cards are four fights. But I think they're, like I said, they're going to beef them up because of how many fights we've missed in the last three weeks. Or we're going to be missing. Over the coming weeks. So yeah. And then uh, the next card I got. Which I wasn't going to make a card for this. But I figured it was a great idea. Because the, the great main event. And the good fight that just got announced last night. I believe in the Bantamweight division. And that's UFC Fight Night San Diego on May 16th. <sighs> Whew, that's a mouthful. So this fight obviously. The main event of this fight night. Is the light in the lightweight division. We've got Dan the Hangman Hooker. Versus Dustin the Diamond Poirier. Amazing main event. Can Dan Hooker, you know, get his way to top title contention in the lightweight division and get past Poirier or will Poirier Poirier stake his claim as one of the top guys in that division and go for another crack at the lightweight championship? We'll see, but that's the main event for that card. Um, and then obviously we have the fight that just got announced last night. It's the number four ranked bantamweight Corey Sandman Sandhagen, versus the number two ranked the Funkmaster Eljamain Sterling. Amazing fight. Absolutely fantastic fight in the bantamweight division. Corey Sandhagen and Aljamain Sterling both have, you know, herky-jerky, awkward styles of fighting, a lot of movement, a lot of faking and fainting, a lot of footwork, and a lot of cutting angles and cutting off the opponent and uh, trying to blitz him with good counters. I think this will be a fantastic fight, and I can't wait. But let's start it off in the, with the prelims. So my first fight I made in the prelims is in the middleweight division. We've got Brad Tavares, who's coming off a loss to Edmund Shabazian at UFC 244, going up against your boy, Eric Anders. I think Eric Anders versus Brad Tavares is a fantastic fight to make. I'm pretty sure Eric Anders was supposed to be fighting Christoph Jotko at the UFC fight night in Portland, Oregon. But I think this is a great fight to make. Um, you don't have, like I said, you don't have to keep the fights that are already made. You can beef them up and make them bigger depending on, you know, how big the UFC wants to make these cards. So I think opening up the prelims for Fight Night San Diego with Brad Tavares versus Eric Anders is a fantastic idea. Up next in the featherweight division, we have Arnold Allen versus the number 15 ranked Dan Ige. I think this is a fantastic fight. Absolutely amazing fight for the featherweight division. It should be on a main card, but we're going to put it on the prelims here. I mean, Arnold Allen's coming off a good win over... Let's see. Who's Arnold Allen's last win over? Oh, Arnold Allen last fight. Hold on. He beat Nick Lent via decision on January 25th in Raleigh, North Carolina. So this fight would be good for him. I think it's a it's a good idea. You know, you're putting him up against Dan Ige, who's coming off a big win over Mirsad Bekdic at UFC 246. So yeah, this is just, or uh, 247, I'm sorry. I believe it opened up the main card for 247. So yeah, Arnold Allen versus Dan Ige. And then in the women's bantamweight division, you have the number five ranked Irene Aldana versus the number two ranked. And this is what I mean when I say stacked cards, Holly, the, the preacher's daughter, Holly Holm. I think Holly Holm and Irene Aldana is a great fight for that women's bantamweight division. I mean, Irene Aldana had that beautiful left hook knockout over Caitlin Vieira in her last fight. Holly Holmes coming off a win over Raquel Pennington at UFC 246, which was the co-main event, I believe. So I think this is a good fight. It's a big test for Irene Aldana and it will show can Holly Holmes still stick, stick with the top of the division at bantamweight. So yeah. And Irene Aldana, like I said, beautiful, beautiful punches, beautiful technique, beautiful management of distance and good clean, crisp striking. Some of the best technique in that women's bantamweight division. And then to round off the prelims for UFC Fight Night San Diego, we have a lightweight fight between the uh, city kickboxing standout Brad Quake Riddell versus the number 13-ranked Gregor the Gift Gillespie. Obviously, Brad Riddell's coming off a win over Magomed Mustafaev at the UFC Fight Night in Auckland, New Zealand. And then Gregor Gillespie, who's ranked 13th, is coming off that vicious head kick knockout loss to Kevin the Motown Phenom Lee. I don't know if Gregor Gillespie will be ready by May. I I would venture to say probably not, but I think this is a great fight for Riddell, and it puts him right up in the top 15 of that division, and he can work his way up to top 10, top 5, and however far he gets. Riddell, obviously, a fantastic striker. You wouldn't expect anything less training with guys like Israel Adesanya, Alexander Volkanovsky, and... um, Dan the hangman hooker. I don't know why it took me so long to say that. But yeah, I think this is a great fight to round off the prelims and lead into the main card. A good test for Brad Riddell, considering he had a little bit of trouble with the grappling of Magomed Mustafaev. I think that Gregor Gillespie would give him a lot of trouble with his grappling. Could he stuff the takedowns and could he outstrike him on the feet? So Riddell versus Gillespie to round off the prelims. Up next to open up the main card of UFC Fight Night San Diego on May 16th. It's a welterweight fight between platinum Mike Perry and Carlos, and the natural born killer, Carlos Condit. I don't know if Condit's going to be making a return, but I think that Condit versus Mike Perry is a fantastic fight to make and a fight for the fans. It's going to be blood. It's going to be blood and guts, balls to the wall, just, you know, throwing bombs at your moms, 100%, 100% violence, and it's going to be a fantastic fight. So let that open up the main card. Up next, a fight I talked about that just got announced in the bantamweight division, which is probably going to be the co-main event, but it's not on my card. It's the number four-ranked bantamweight, Corey, the Sandman, Sandhagen, versus the number two-ranked Funkmaster, Eljamain Sterling. I already talked about this fight previously, and I think uh, this would be a fantastic fight. Obviously, it's already official, so uh, we're going to put that fight on the card as well. Up next in the middleweight division, the number seven-ranked, Kelvin Gastelum versus the number three ranked, the Killer Gorilla, Jared Cannoneer. Obviously, Whitaker and Till are going to be fighting at UFC Fight Night in Dublin. So Gastelum and Jared cannonier they just line up. It's perfect. Everybody else has a fight in that top five. Obviously, it's probably going to be Costa versus Adesanya. You've got Till and Whitaker. Give me Kelvin Gastelum and Jared Cannonier in the middleweight division. And then for the co-main event, He's been talking about it. We thought maybe he was going to be fighting Corey Sandhagen. Doesn't look like that's going to happen, but it's the hometown hero, Dominic the Dominator Cruz, the best bantamweight in the world, one with the best footwork and movement and defensive mindset we've ever seen. The longtime WEC bantamweight champion and the longtime reigning defending bantamweight champion of the UFC, probably the best bantamweight of all time. Dominic, the Dominator Cruz going up against the number eight ranked Jimmy Elterra Rivera. Now, when it comes to this fight, I honestly think that uh, Corey Sandhagen and Dominic Cruz was a better fight for him to come back and get himself right back into that title contention. But Jimmy Rivera is the next best bet for him. I think this fight was supposed to happen at UFC 233. Was it 233? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 233, and then it ended up becoming a fight night on ESPN Plus with Cejudo and Dillashaw when Dillashaw dropped down to 125. So, uh, yeah, give me Dominic Cruz and Jimmy Rivera. It's a little low for Dominic Cruz in the rankings, but he'd still be right in the top 10, and all the guys in the top five are currently spoken spoken for. I mean, you've got Piotr Jan and Marlon Moraes fighting Henry Cejudo and uh, Jose Aldo, and then obviously Sterling and Sandhagen. So the co-main event of that card is the Dominic, the Dominator Cruz versus the number eight ranked Jimmy Rivera. And then obviously the main event for the lightweight division, Dan, the hangman hooker versus Dustin Poirier. Let's just go over this card real quick. Again, in the, on the prelims, you've got the middleweight fight between Brad Tavares and Eric Anders. You've got Arnold Allen versus the 15 ranked Dan Ige. You've got this fifth ranked women's bantamweight Irene Aldana versus the number two ranked, the preacher's daughter, Holly Holm, and then you've got the city kickboxing standout, the lightweight Brad Riddell versus the 13-ranked Gregor the Gift Gillespie. And then to, to start off the main card, you've got a welterweight war between car, the natural born kilo killer Carlos Condit and Mike Platinum Platinum Mike Perry. You've got a bantamweight fight between the number four ranked Corey Sandhagen and number two ranked Aljamain Sterling. You've got a middleweight fight between the number seventh ranked. Kelvin Gastelum in the number three ranked to Jared the Killer Gorilla Cannoneer. And then you've got the co main event in the Bantamweight division between the longtime Bantamweight GOAT Dominic Cruz and number eight ranked to Jimmy Rivera. And then the lightweight main event, Dan Hooker, Dustin Poirier. Whoa, that was a mouthful. Let's move to the next card. It's going to be UFC 251, which I believe is on June 6th in Perth, Australia. Um, I thought maybe it was going to be in Chicago, but it doesn't look like it. So let's start off with the prelims for this card. First off, in the flyweight division, I've got the number 7th ranked Kaikara France versus the number 4 ranked Alexandre Pantoja. This fight happened on the Ultimate Fighter, and uh, Kaikara France came up short, but it was a fantastic fight. I think number 4 versus number 7, the winner of this, Gets the next crack at the title shot after Brandon Moreno and Davison and Figueiredo fight. I'm pretty sure Moreno and Figueiredo will fight for the vacant title. I know it's supposed to be Joseph Benavidez, but with these cards being moved around, I kind of have a feeling they might just do Figueiredo versus Brandon Moreno, which is a way better fight in my opinion. So this would be for the next shot at the title, depending on who wins Moreno and uh Figueiredo. so 7 ranked Kai Carr France versus number 4 ranked Alexandre Pantoja amazing fight up next in the bantamweight division the number 10 ranked Rob Font versus the number 7 ranked Pedro the young punisher Munoz i think Rob Font and Pedro Munoz in the bantamweight division on the prelims of ufc 251 is a fantastic fight Munoz is coming off a loss to Eljamain Sterling, but before that, he knocked out the former bantamweight champion, Cody Nola of Garbrandt. Rob Font's coming off a win over Ricky Simone in a fantastic fight at a UFC fight night. I don't remember which one it is, forgive me, but this would be a fantastic fight. Rob Font, a fantastic boxer, good footwork, good head movement, fantastic jab and clean combinations. Pedro Munoz, fantastic leg kicks, a a world-class um, leg lock game and Brazilian jiu-jitsu ground game rounded off with some great leg kicks, movement, and a uh, good boxing. Like we saw him use against um, Cody Garbrandt. So Rob font number 10 versus number seven in the bantamweight division font Munoz book it up next to the co-main event of the prelims uh, in the welterweight division. The number 12 ranked Jeff hands a steel kneel versus the number eight ranked Michael, Maverick, Chiesa. They've both talked about wanting this fight. I I would much rather see um, Jeff Neal versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson next, but that doesn't look like that's going to happen. It could. That could definitely be the next fight, and I would be all for it. But I have another fight booked for... I'm sorry. I have another fight booked for... Leon Edwards, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But yeah, Jeff Neal versus Michael Chiesa, number 12 versus number 8. Fantastic fight. Really, really good matchmaking here. Chiesa's got um, a great ground game and shows that he's got huge size for that welterweight division. Jeff Neal, some fantastic footwork, outside angles, patient, good distance management, and good ability to uh, land shots that the opponent doesn't see. Very, very clean technique, and I love Neal versus Chiesa. And then to the main event of the prelims for UFC 251, you've got the sugar show, Sean O'Malley going up against the number 12 ranked bantamweight, John, the magician Dotson. I think this is a perfect test for uh, Sean O'Malley right now in his career. Can he hang with the top 10 of the bantamweight division? If you get past uh, John, the magician Dotson, you can definitely be a top 10, top five all the way up to the champion of that division. Um, I have a lot of the top guys booked already, so this was the next best thing to give to Sean O'Malley. It's a big test for him. Would the speed of John the Magician Dotson be trouble, or would uh, O'Malley be able to put on a show? So yeah, Sean O'Malley versus John the Magician Dotson. And then for the the main card of UFC 251, in the light heavyweight division to open up the main card, the number two ranked returning Tiago Magenta Santos versus the number seven ranked returning as well, Alexander the Mahler Gustafson. I think Alexander Gustafson versus Tiago Santos is a fantastic fight for the light heavyweight division. I mean, this fight would be bananas. Would Alexander Gustafson's, would his uh crisp footwork and boxing and head movement be too much for Santos, or would Santos's bum rush power, you know, huge kicks, huge power, and uh just hammer be too much for Alexander Gustafson. Gustafson versus Tiago Santos. Amazing fight to open up the main card. Up next, a fight that was supposed to take place at UFC 248, and then it was supposed to take place at UFC Fight Night in Portland. It's a middleweight fight between the number nine ranked, Edmund Shabazian, the golden boy, versus the number eight ranked, Derek Brunson. Um, Not much to say about this fight. Shabazian looked great after that head kick knockout win over Brad Tavares at UFC 240. 244. amazing timing, amazing ability to slip to the inside and outside. Um, not really slip, but ability to manage range, throw that jab out to, to gauge the distance, fire that one, two drop Tavares, throw a right high kick, and then throw a jab to a lead left head kick and finish Tavares. Just amazing ability to, uh, manage the fight, stay calm, use variety and mix up his combinations beautifully. So, uh, Edmund and versus Derek Brunson. Move it to UFC 251 in Canada. I think it's an amazing idea. Up next, a huge fight in the featherweight division between two top prospects. You've got Hakeem Dawadu versus the number 13 ranked Super Sadiq Yusuf. Hakeem Dawadu's coming off a win over... Let's see. I don't remember. I believe it was at UFC 241 was his last fight. Let's see. Hakeem Dawodu last fight was against Julio Arce at UFC 244. So it was on the prelims. I was wrong. Um, He won that fight via decision and then before that got a first round knockout over Yoshi Hori. Yoshi, Yoshinori Horie. Yeah, that's right. So him versus Super Sadiq Youssef. Two huge prospects. Two huge possibly top contenders down the line in the featherweight division. Um th- this fight may it might not be the right time to make the fight, but it's a fantastic fight nonetheless. Dawadu is an amazing striker, great Muay Thai, good leg kicks and good ability to uh get in close, rough him up and control the distance and be patient. Sadiq Youssef throws amazing, uh throws heavy power shots, but he's technical as well. He can be he can be patient and put pressure on you at the same time. And as it you saw his evolved ground game against Andre Feely at UFC 246. So yeah, featherweight division, Dawadu versus Sadiq Yusuf. And then up next, obviously, the co-main event for the women's flyweight title. You've got the bullet Valentina Shevchenko versus Joanne Calderwood. Amazing fight. I like Joanne. Uh, I think this is a lot closer than people think. Obviously, Valentina Shevchenko is an amazing fighter, so you never know. And then for the featherweight title in the main event, the rematch between the former featherweight kingpin, Max Blessed Holloway, and the current reigning defending featherweight champion city kickboxing zone alexander the great volkanovsky i think that's a great card rounded off with these amazing fights and uh yeah keep it going for sure up next we're going to move to ufc 252 which is the international fight week card but we're going to start that on the next part of this podcast episode so i'll catch you guys on the next part